Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Mraz from CBS Sports Radio, the thictator of Chubbo Nation, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. Welcome to the Jake Brown Show, sounding like a Saturday night at the club edition here on Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Follow the show at Jake Brown Show on all social media platforms. Coming at you live from the Hudson Street New Studios. No phone, Skype only if you want to record in here. Taking it back to 2007, you would think we have instant messenger going as well, but RIP to that. RIP to Vine. Uh... R.I.P. to a lot of things, but not R.I.P. to a fellow bald man and a fellow man who wears sweatpants like me, uh, Sean Mraz, Mraz, they call him, on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio, and now a fill-in host on CBS Sports Radio, brush a little dirt off the shoulder. Is that right? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. i got to be honest, it didn't strike me until just now, and I've known you for a couple of years now. You have the hairiest knuckles I've ever seen. I have the hairiest body you may have I ever mean, seen. Geez. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Yeah, is that true? You I ever just... think about taking a razor to these things? Is, do people, wait, do you shave your knuckles? Is that a thing? Uh, I shave my knuckles. I really? shave my hands. I shave my arms. I'm actually do. Really? Yeah, and I shave uh, Yeah, my back, my chest. You're and... the Charlie Vill- Villanueva. I'm like a hairless otter. Yes. Like, ha- I, uh, I think I've done it once, these, like this part. The little part. Because those are a little weird. Yeah, I mean, but those are hairy. Dude. But I don't know. Some girls like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm single. It's like Austin you have to remember. You're married. It's it's different. Like I didn't uh, mean to go off topic look, right off the bat. This, 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 that is too I'm much. I've I've shaved in the chest once or twice. It just grows back so thick. The back, I have. I sometimes I have a girl shave it, or sometimes I will get it wax. Need, wax yeah. it hurts. But. Yeah, you need you need a good buzzing on it. But yeah, you are hairy like an yeah. animal. Yeah. yeah. Well, say. I I keep it clean where it counts, which is important. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I try and keep the uh, the head shaven. Uh, right now, I need to get a haircut. I've been going to the barber now like once a week. I don't even do the bick. I just, really? I See, pay twenty bucks and go every. Gets week. pricey. I know it's just so much, especially for someone who doesn't really have money like yeah, me. It's, it's once a month on the barber for me, and then once like every couple days with the bick. I just this was bick last night. That looks good, but Thank I cut you. it up sometimes. Like the front part, I'll get a cut, and it just starts bleeding profusely. Yeah, you got to be relaxed. Yeah. Triple blade. <laughs> what brand? <laughs> Uh, Gillette no, it's a Bic? Gillette. You're right. It's a Gillette. It's Gillette. Yeah, I feel like Gillette's better. Not Harry's, which uh, like Joe Beningo, <laughs> who, who we just saw. I will. I will refrain from saying anything bad about any shave companies in case they come my way. Yeah. So oh, I've hit up <laughs> some to try and sponsor the damn show. Uh, I, I'm trying to get free razor because the only reason I don't because one razor only goes a couple of times, then you got to throw it out and do a no, new one. Because if you do it once every like four or five days, it grows back and it looks like this, and it's it breaks your razor. It's finished. See, so, you got to just keep up with it. I've heard there's a Skull Pro shaver. There's a uh, there's an electric one that has, like, the four wheels, and you just go like this. So I'm going to get one of those. All right. Um, Boy, I didn't think we'd come out with hair right off the bat. It's huh? an important subject. <laughs> but before we talk a little sports for a couple of minutes, All right. the uh, 
I've I've talked about on the show before. I've told the sweatpants saga of a girl that I, that stopped talking to me because I wore sweatpants. Which you don't need her at uh, that point. Yeah, and she wasn't good looking enough, and she was crazy. She was too crazy anyway. Because the fact I can't wear sweatpants on a Sunday morning to get a bagel is nuts. But DA That's is, when you were doing it on yeah. a Sunday morning to get a bagel. Sweatpants is an upgrade. Some people there in like Scooby Doo pajamas. <laughs> I met her the Saturday. She stayed over, and then the next day, oh, she, right off the bat, good con- for you. She considered it the first time hanging out that Sunday, and I wore sweatpants. I'm like, all right, we're getting bagels. And later on, I found out that she didn't like that, and I was like, whatever, I'm gonna be comfy. But so it, had no problem with the hairy knuckles, but you know, <laughs> no problem with the hairy knuckles. You wear some but. cargo sweats to get a bagel; it's yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah, you get lost. Yeah, she she, she really is crazy. Then she's nuts. Uh, but another guy's nuts is your partner, Damon Amendolara, who. Calls you a slob for wearing sweatpants. He says that there's only a piece of flannel that separates me from your junk or something like that. that He said on the show today. That's what he said uh, on Tuesday's show. Yeah, so this dates back to Bill O'Brien wearing sweatpants during the Monday Night Football game, which a lot of NFL coaches do. And he really, like, DA dresses well for the most part. And I I guess it suddenly has a problem with people being comfortable in Mm -hmm. certain aspects of life. And I look at it this way. I truthfully believe this. For whatever reason, in 2018, we have made strides in everything in the country or everything in the world, but everybody's got to be so uptight with shirts, ties, suits. Why can't we just leave that for weddings, for funerals, stuff like that? Like, when you show up to work, I'm not saying wear the sweatpants with the tight elastic on the bottom and the paint stains like, you know, your uncle would wear on a Saturday afternoon. (sighs) But there's the way they make these jogging pants now, the sweatpants, they're sleek, they're nice looking. Why is that so frowned upon to wear to the workplace? And he makes it sound like every pair of sweatpants has stains. He's making it like you got spaghetti sauce on there. Jeans Uh, can be stained just as easily as sweatpants. I I think these these right here are beautiful. They're nice. I can make an argument they're nicer than the jeans I'm wearing right now. If I was having a good day down there, it would look great right now in these pants. (laughs) A good day. (laughs) But you know what you know what I'm saying? Like I just don't I think we're so so stuck in the past and I don't I really don't get that. And it's not for shtick when we do it on the show. I truthfully believe that if I was allowed to come to the workplace, and not that I'm not necessarily not allowed, but if I could wear sweatpants and nobody frowned upon it, I think I would be more productive at work. I agree. I think anybody would be more productive because you'd be more comfortable. His argument is you'd be more lazy. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I think you're more comfortable. You're going to do more. Plus, I mean, if I'm, more, if I'm more relaxed in anything in life, I'm going to be better at it. To be honest, even jeans for me are an impediment. Like trying to get things out of your pockets with jeans sometimes when they're tight are very difficult. Like keys yeah. or getting your Metro card, which I dropped last week. I refilled twenty bucks in it and I dropped it because I think I was wearing jeans and it was so tight that it fell out of right. my pocket. Especially because baggy um, jeans really aren't in anymore. So if you're wearing like the tight, slim fit jeans. That's right? a it's DA special. Yeah. DA is Lincoln Park 2004 <laughs> tight jeans. Right. But it just it bothers me how he doesn't understand. Like, And especially at the airport, he said there's, that's uncalled for. That's when you need them the most because you're sitting in that tight-ass seat with with two people oh. surrounding you. You need to be comfy, for, especially if you're going across the country. It's well, like a he got his flight. on our flight back from Minnesota during the Super Bowl. Number one, a uh, buddy of mine works for another network, was there, flew home in sweatpants right away. DA looked at him. You kidding me? Second of all, everybody in the sweatpants, nice and comfortable. Lady in jeans sitting right behind DA, coughing and sneezing right into the back of his neck. <sighs> so that just goes to show you. Maybe she was more comfortable. She's not coughing and sneezing. Well, I now, heard him today talking about the lady picking her teeth. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. Although he complained today. about putting his luggage tag. I mean, this guy, I mean, DA goes national and he becomes <laughs> D- prima donna USA. I mean, Damon, come on, man. Like, what happened to the small town guy in Kansas City doing a show? Well, or in Miami? Or the guy in upstate New York watching Syracuse? Now he's boarding flights and complaining about putting luggage tags on. I, exactly, I don't think it's a big deal. But you know, if I but the funny thing is, if I had that complaint, 
what would DA have done? Oh, Michelle? he would have Shred been. Like, oh, How yeah. lazy are you, Merez? You can't put on a damn luggage tag. What's and I know wrong some with of you? it's part of part of a shtick a oh, little. Of course, but yeah. the whole sweatpants thing. He is uh, he has said multiple times how much he hates it, and it's just so old and like it, it's like he's at a 1930s Yankees Yankees <laughs> game in those tight seats, wearing like a top hat and a suit. Right, like he wants you know all the coaches to wear suits again. I mean. No, no, just be more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And I, I get the feeling that he probably hated it a little bit. And then when he find out, I found that I was so pro the sweatpants, he really hated it at that point. Yeah, I don't know if it's just you and, like, if well, uh, PDB came in with sweatpants, does he get mad? Like, no, and I, I would say this. I've done enough lazy things in working with DA that anything that I'm pro now that any might even smell of laziness, I think he's going to go the other way on it. You wear them here ever or no? When I host the overnights, so it's my own. When I'm well, working with DA— there. No, I'll wear jeans. I rarely wear dress pants. Rarely, unless I have somewhere like important to go after. Like I'm going to a, a movie screening right after this. I, I wore jeans. Uh, de- uh, game night. What's that? It's with uh, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman, Warner Brothers. So I'm going to Warner Brothers Studios for a private screening. Hmm. Comes out in two weeks. Point being, everybody's like, "Oh, you're not going to dress nice." I'm wearing jeans and a button down. I wouldn't wear sweatpants to that, but I think jeans is fine. But, but I think coming here, I mean, right. I guess Spitz wouldn't want to see you in sweatpants. No, but I could tell you when I do some of these overnight shows that I'm hosting now, I absolutely show up in sweatpants, and I don't think any less of myself, and I think I do a better job because of it. I think it allows you to focus. You're not stressed. Nothing's tight. The belly is loose. The belly has uh, to be loose. Ha- the belly has to be loose. Us fat guys know about this. Oh, the, the belly's not loose. Just allow your, your belly to ruined. spill. And I feel like I'm when my belly's more tight, I just have to let out a, a dump like i feel like <laughs> if my belly's really tight like no matter what i ate that day i'm gonna have to let it loose so i'm i'm doing sweatpants all day and that's what's uh and by the way in case of an emergency in one of those dump situations a lot easier to slide down when you get to the bed you know <laughs> a lot of times it's like sea biscuit in a photo finish you run in there i'm oh. undoing the belt now i'm oh. unbuttoning oh, yeah you just do a quick sweatpants slide you're good to go oh, photo finish <laughs> what a way to look at it sea biscuit <laughs> Oh man, uh, if we if we did a show together, we did a show once West Babylon. If we did a full show, it'd be a lot of food talk, a lot of just sweatpants talk, a lot of yeah. just arguing about how we have different teams. I don't think it like. could be on terrestrial. You know what no, I mean? No, it would have to be a serious XM special. Um, <laughs> two big bald guys, but uh, doing overnights now. Tremendous opportunity. How are you enjoying it? What's uh, that experience been like? I, I love it. Just the just the chance to. I guess give my unfiltered opinions, if you will, because, you know, on the DA show, obviously it's DA show, I'm the producer sidekick on it, so, you know, don't get me wrong, I could give my opinions absolutely, but I do need to curtail, you know, what comes to some stuff, like, you know, I know DA is very, you know, down the line on some things where, like, I'll just stay out of it, like, uh, for instance, I'm very anti, I have no problem admitting this, the protests when it comes to, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick and stuff like that, and I don't think Kaepernick's a big guy, and I hate to have this hijack it, but... I could never, I, I know DA has no problem with it, so like it's not worth me jumping on with DA and sparring him on stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when, I, like this week I did, that graphic came out with comparing Colin Kaepernick's last six games to Jimmy Garoppolo's last six games. And I basically shredded how the, the graphic was garbage compared to their stats and why Kaepernick isn't getting a job. Like Just being able to voice my opinion about passion and stuff like that where I wouldn't normally get that avenue. Um, when it's DA show, and respectfully so, because I'm respectful of that, I, I think it's really giving me an opportunity to kind of Give my own wings and let me fly, if you will. And uh, the national stage. Now, we know you're a Yankees mm-hmm. and a Giants and a Rangers fan um, and a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yes, which oddly. I've seen just through Twitter. I didn't realize that you were actually a Nets fan. Love uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. They're, they're, he's having a good year. <laughs> I've had a couple of people say he was an all-star snow, which is a little far, but I think he's 
He's been solid. Sometimes he does think he's Kobe late in games. Takes uh, a lot of he bad takes shots. Takes a lot late. of bad shots. Some of them he makes, and he tries to draw fouls a little too much. So he's got to get a little bit of Kobe out of him. But I think he's got a bright future. But going to the national stage, it's a lot of different topics. You have a right. lot of people, as, as you've tweeted this, so you can follow him on Twitter at Mraz CBS. Um, you've had a lot of Red Sox fans and people come at you who just don't like your takes because you don't like those teams. What is how different is it on that national stage? Well, it is different because I can't just go on on a national stage like and just talk Yankees and Nets and mm-hmm. it's not WFAN. So I have to form an opinion. And to be honest, working with DA and working on CBS Sports Radio, my national uh, knowledge has totally changed for five years. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm much more in depth with teams from Boston, with teams from Dallas. I feel like I pay a lot more attention. Uh, not necessarily like if the Nets are in a bad game, you know, I'll easily turn to a Miami Heat. You know, Grizzlies game, if you know it warrants it, yeah, mm-hmm. just little things like that. But when it comes to the Boston fans in particular, because I tweet about them, it's not necessarily that I don't like their teams. It's a lot of fan bases. I think you learn when you're on national radio don't like hearing you know the negative thing about their team from somebody who isn't from there or about their team. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. So like the Boston fan hears me and hears the New York in my voice, and if I knock like I did on on Saturday night, if I knock Paul Pierce basically for being a baby for not allowing Isaiah Thomas to have a minute tribute video, didn't matter because Isaiah Thomas got traded anyway, suddenly it becomes you don't understand what Paul Pierce meant to us. No, I do understand. Oh, you just that. don't want to hear the truth that it's not that big a deal to have somebody have a minute tribute the video. Truth. Exactly. The, the, Two and a half hours before his number gets retired. Yeah. Oh, I think it was a ridiculous that they did it after the game. That's like one of the rarest. Celtics like the Mets are a pretty good organization, but that's yeah. just, oh, man. And don't, then, you don't know what? They deserved that, that what one. they got. They deserved to get their ass kicked that mm-hmm. day by doing that. Imagine if that happened in a playoff game and they're heartbroken. Luckily, there was a regular season. The game didn't matter much. Exactly. And Toronto is still at and the also, top of the East. Can the Celtics just hang individual jerseys? Do they need like the checkerboard with eight different I didn't numbers? like that. I didn't realize. It, I yeah, honestly I didn't realize that. that either. Obviously, you know, people in Boston, if they were listening right now, be like, "You idiots! We've had that forever." Yeah, I, I but I agree. Them. I think that if you want to honor a player, how are you doing it? Putting it on, like as you said, a checkerboard versus a guy getting right. a salute his own number. Is there not enough space in the rafters? Are you having the Ringling Barnum Bailey Circus shooting things in the air that right. you can't put? We need the Billy Joel jerseys? seventy straight oh. concerts <laughs> hung up or something like That's that. That's hung up in like every arena right, in America, exactly. like Billy Joel. Um, we got a couple more minutes with Mraz here. The uh, a take that I thought you had that was bad that I think was you being a bitter Giants fan was the <laughs> fact that the commercial with OBJ and Eli was awesome and I think it's worthy to be laughed at and I think well, you had to move on from the season it was a disaster okay I don't think it was a bad commercial I want that clear I, I was the commercial funny yes my point is in context and timing uh, and I didn't even realize this at the time the commercial was filmed after the season only a couple weeks ago with offensive linemen that were signed late in the year which tells mm. me that now Beckham is healed, he's running around into Eli's arms, yet let's go do a commercial like this. And I just think you need to have some self-reflection if you're Eli, Beckham, and the Giants and go, maybe it's not the best look for us off a 3-13 and year where our coach got fired to turn around and make a funny, goofy commercial that's going to be played during the Super Bowl where we had expectations to be there this year. And then it looks even worse, and they couldn't have predicted this, that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, your arch rival. But when and was there this filmed? Is the question was this filmed in the last in the last couple of weeks or was it during the season? That's this the was thing. definitely filmed at some point after week sixteen. You think is that guaranteed? Did, because you got there's one offensive lineman and I'm forgetting his name, Greco. Okay. This, guard, this shows you how many because I I can memorize the giant roster like anything. That's how many people they went through. <laughs> was signed I believe in week sixteen and he's one of the guys dancing it. 
So at okay, that makes sense. I guess. So I mean, and also you th- think about it. If it wasn't filmed preseason, it had to give it enough time for for Odell to be able to run and jump like that. I know it's not going full speed, mm-hmm. but again, if you're taking the time to film it like that, you, you can decline. It's an NFL commercial. So the NFL could have gone to any other team. They could have gone to the Steelers with Antonio Brown. They could have gone to any other team. Why did they? Why did the Giants need to be the ones to put themselves in a limelight like that? Again, in a year where preseason, a lot of people picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I just thought it came across as embarrassing. All right. I respect it. Uh, I know you got to run, but uh, right. quickly, Yankees, is it World Series or bust this year? I think that seems to be the overall prediction. I won't say World Series or bust. And this is going to sound so hypocritical. Because they changed their manager. And I wanted Girardi gone. You hated Girardi, I just hate, like I hated Terry Collins. Right. You and listen, I, there was a time I loved Girardi. I just thought his time had come and passed, and I didn't think he was the right man for this young team. You don't like Boone. I do like Boone. Oh, you do? I do, but it's impossible to know what kind of manager he exactly. is. Yeah. So I, I don't know how you could put a World Series on a bu- and, or bust on a, a team that you've never seen their manager manage before. Talent-wise, is a World Series a bust? Sure. But I think, it, I think for me, in fairness, you must get to the ALCS again. Mm-hmm. If— you end up getting beat by the Astros again, the Red Sox, something like that, then so be it. But get to the ALCS again, and please, you know, find a way to get to the World Series in the next three years. And they'll probably make it further than the Mets. That's not a. a I like the Mets to win the prediction. division this year. Uh, I do. To Todd Frazier is going to be a good sign. Thumb, thumbs up. Uh, hopefully, it comes to uh, Queen <laughs> Sean Mirage, CBS Sports Radio, Mirage CBS on Twitter. Appreciate you coming up upstairs. I appreciate you having me. And by the way, I saw you tweet at Amy Dardastian today. Yeah, I said Say, R.I.P. to my show because Amy Dardashian. You come on, you, you can do a better show than her. I like Amy. I do like Amy. Don't don't tap out and I'm give in. I'm just saying. I mean, she's good. She's I'm, I'm, Amy's it was, great. It was more of a credit to her. It wasn't me. Don't knock your show. Girl. I won't knock it. But when you have people like me on, I mean, exactly. You're out of your She I guess. came out of with all the stops with Chris Childs and uh, and uh, Kenny Anderson, right. friend of the program. Well, like I said, uh, well, Kenny Anderson making the play dot it round. So. Yeah, he's been all over. <laughs> all right, Mraz. Take care, Jake. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show, radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And follow us on social media at Jake Brown Show. And follow me at Jake Brown Radio. You just heard Sean Mirage, a.k.a. Mirage, producer of the DEA Show. Co-host the first half of the show. You can check that out on Facebook Live and watch that. The dictator of Chubbo Nation, as he calls himself. Uh, second half of the show here. We got to tell you, coming up, no guests. We're going with no guests this week. Next week, we should have former MLB All-Star outfielder Vernon Wells. We should have former NBA center Scott Pollard um, and potentially Todd Pratt, former Mets catcher, coming up. Some other guests as well. Quiet week this week, but we got a lot to get into, including my Uber ride from Saturday with the most basic chicks ever. And I, it was Jewish American Princess USA. And I'm Jewish, so I'm allowed to talk about that. But it was a rough couple of Uber rides. Uh, with <laughs> I'll, I'll get into that. 
The Olympics, first off, I want to start with here. The Olympics. I don't have much intrigue at all with these Winter Olympics. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that it's winter and football just ended. I'm still trying to transition to full-time to basketball. And now baseball's beginning. And now I just started with MLB. It's just I don't have the interest in the Olympics. I don't know what it is. Whoever won the skiing or whatever it was, cute chick, 27-year-old, maybe I was a little, that piqued my interest a little bit. Besides that, I just have no intrigue in these Olympics. And everyone wants to talk about Sean White now and how Sean White got so good looking. Girls want to say, when did Sean White get so hot? He's so sexy. Where did it come from? That's the only intrigue. I guess Sean White and the girl, uh, what was her name? Ash something Washington. Uh, I forgot her name. But it, the Winter Olympics aren't doing it. I don't know if it's too that our country's just been so embarrassing with the guy running it that the sense of pride that I and many of us used to have. Her name is Jamie Anderson, the one who won, uh, I guess, whatever she won. Um Sure, that was interesting. But other than that, not really. But I guess it's the sense that we don't have the pride that we used to have. Uh, I don't know. But it just doesn't do it for me. Does Have you been watching, Pat? Have you been watching the Olympics? I, I watch some of the skiing, but it's like I'm not into skiing. And some my wife watches. It's the watches sports, I think. The sports ice, we don't care the ice, about. The ice dancing. and right. That I couldn't. Oh, my it's, God. Like it's the, the, I think in the summer, you're right, there's more sports that you're into. And even, basketball. Like you're into basketball. You're into basketball or even like like running, I think. it's Because you know, I like to run, so I'll watch their sprinters. or their, But I think with, with the winter, you're right, it's the sports. Although I have to say curling is, is kind of neat. People love curling, and even that. I mean, it's fascinating at points, but to watch that for a while – is like just so whatever for me. I just I just can't get into that. Um, so it, it just I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't intrigue me. I don't think I'll I'll watch it all. Like I turned on the the, the, the figure skating and they're doing spinning in circles. Like I they're talented, I, but it just doesn't. do One much thing for me. I I know with me is with the skating and the dancing. It's it's so subjective because you're just judging. Like in other sports, like you know who wins, the fastest time or the team with the most points. But this is just people judging who they think is the best, and mm. it's like, it's not definite to me. It's not. It's just what you know. Judge A, B, and C like, but Judge A and B could like one, C could like the other. There's no like definite. To me, it's like just so subjective. Yeah, I don't know. It, I think the sport is probably what nails it on the head is that the sports that they do in the winter aren't anything I, I care about watching. And the fact that there's a 14 hour time difference, we're talking about things that are what, to, what is it behind or in They're front of us? Ahead of us. Ahead of us. So we're talking about events. It's tomorrow there now. So it's Wednesday and, and things are on tape delay and they're on at like 2 AM. There's just no intrigue. And now that the hockey aren't using pros anymore, that, that you know, I'm sure you may you may have watched that. I know you don't know how much you cover hockey, but at least with the name, <laughs> the professionals Never. playing, you would have known the names. And now it's back to the amateurs, so that may lose a little. Yeah, I mean, too. I, I don't see myself watching any of these events, and it's not worthy of being talked about. But I don't know if that makes me a bad American or what. But I'm just not super 
into it in other sports uh, last night. How about Steve Kerr? And this is why Steve Kerr is, one, a great coach, and two, he gets the respect of his players. Now he really getting the respect of them. Basically let his players coach last night against the Suns where they won by 46 points. And he saw Draymond Green calling a plays, Andre Iguodala, these guys calling a plays, and he's having fun with it. He's trying to get to his guys, and he did that last night. And while this team hasn't truly struggled, they've had some losses lately. They're not dominating the NBA like they have the last couple seasons. You need to make adjustments. And I think Jeff Hornacek might need to take a page out of Steve Kerr's book and make adjustments. You're rarely going to see something like this. The Warriors are just such a good team that Stevie Wonder could coach them and they'll still be good. They have so much talent that it doesn't matter who's on the sidelines. But I think it shows you that Kerr will do what it takes for his guys to you know say, you know what, we're, we're the best team in the league. And I think that was cool to see that last night. Some people will disagree and say, oh, you're showing up the Suns. It's disrespectful. But I, th- I think uh, that was a smart move by Kerr, and you're having fun with it. you got to have fun throughout this 82-game season. It gets stressful. It gets tenuous. Is it stenu- tenuous? Tenuous. Yeah. Tenuous. <laughs> and there's a lot that happens in a season. We see with the Cavs that they broke down. Things were they were losing. They made trades. They overhauled their roster, and I'll talk about that in a second, and what they have transformed is a cha- into a championship team from what they were. I think throughout the season, things have to happen, and you have to have moments that bring guys together to help form a championship roster and to form a team that could make a deep run into June. And I think moments like last night are important to get that done for a team. You don't see it. The, coach, the, the players excuse me, love it. And, uh, I mean, what teammate isn't going to love Kevin Durant drawing them up a player? Draymond Green drawing a playoff and inbounds. They're up 30, they're having fun, and they're just going to have more fun doing that. Sometimes you need a new voice, and that's what Steve Kerr was saying, is that you kind of need a new voice into these guys. And uh, it, it was very cool to just see players. I mean, Draymond Green was holding the clipboard. Andre Iguodala holding the clipboard. And uh, it's their team. They had to take ownership. As co our job is to nudge them, guide them, and we don't control them. They determine their own fate. I don't feel we focus well at all the last month, and it just seemed like the right thing to do. I love that. And he's got the capability to do it with the talent he has. Maybe some other teams like the Knicks, because they don't have the voices and the leadership that the Warriors do, can't do it. But I, I think more coaches need to take a page out of Kerr's book and if something's not working, do something different. And that's something out of the box that you, you never really see that uh, is very important. So, respect. Uh, the Cavs, as I said before, they look good. You add Jordan Clarkson. You add Rodney. You add Larry Nance Jr. And you add George Hill. And they have gotten the cancers out of those locker rooms. Say what you want about Isaiah Thomas. It seemed like there was an issue there, and there was something going on there. Maybe it was an Isaiah first. There is an eye in Isaiah. Maybe that was it. Some reports were saying Dwayne Wade might have been the issue. But in the end, they got rid of Wade, Thomas, Shumper, Crowder, and Derrick Rose, who basically got waived and is out of his mind. They're saying he's seeking a five-year, $150 million deal this offseason. He might get five years, $5 million tops. But... They kind of transformed the roster. They got younger. They got guys who can now shoot. They got a point guard in George Hill 
who's a veteran, who's been there before, who is going to mesh well with LeBron James. They traded Shumpert, who wasn't doing anything. They traded Isaiah, who seemed to have been the cause of issues and didn't couldn't play defense. They got rid of Crowder, who was not doing anything in Cleveland. And they got Derrick Rose, who wasn't doing anything in Cleveland. Instead, they got Hood, who was broken out as a very good three-point shooter. They brought Lance uh, Nance, who is a young talent and more known for his dunking ability, and he's going to be in the dunk contest and um, more for the youth aspect and and to have some depth in the front court. And Clarkson, who's young, who's talented, who can shoot the three ball. And you got to love what they did at the deadline. And what is amazing about it is that they did it in about five minutes. All these deals were so close together. They transformed an entire – they had an all entire offseason in the span of about ten minutes. All these deals went down. Even Woj couldn't keep up with it. He was trying to drop Woj bombs – and he could not keep up with the action that was going down. And this is exactly what the Cavs needed. Listen, we don't really respect the Warriors, or excuse me, the Raptors in the Eastern Conference. We respect No one's talking about them. And we know why. They're not the sexy team. They don't have the stars that these other two teams have and Kyrie and LeBron and all that. But now I think the Cavs, if everything goes right, will have an absolute stranglehold on this Eastern Conference. And I just don't see them missing out. I think they're going to the finals. I think they did what they needed to do to get there. They got rid of the old, brought in some new, brought in some fresh legs, and brought in guys that will mesh well with the roster that they have in place. It's just very rare that you see a team give up one, two, three, Four, essentially five, six guys, including some draft picks in there, and they bring in four guys, and it's a brand new outlook. And they they came out and shined on Sunday against the Cavs, against the Celtics. Speaking of the Celtics, and that that day and that game Sunday, we talked about it before. Just an absolutely uh, in, awful, absolutely awful decision to have the Paul Pierce ceremony after the game, after you get crushed, after you just get spanked by the team that beat you in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and the team that's probably going to play you again in the Eastern Conference Finals this year, to do the ceremony after, I mean, takes the whole air out of the building. People left because it's a game. People have places, things to do, places to be after. Where the ceremony, you want to be at halftime always. Don't understand why they did that. Very poor decision there. So I think that's pretty obvious, and everyone's made that clear that that was just an embarrassingly bad decision with everyone in the building, with Doc, KG, and all those guys. Isaiah Thomas goes to the Lakers. And how about his career now? The Kings to the Suns to the Celtics to the Cavs to the Lakers. This guy keeps getting traded left and right. He says he's happy. He says he got his powers back in 22 points in the first game there. I don't know what that essentially means. Either way, they're a lottery pick. And uh, Isaiah Thomas is going to have to figure out where he's going this offseason. And I think he, you know why he likes L.A. It is L.A. It is Hollywood. And there's so much more to do there than Cleveland. And a lot of times when you're in a city like that, it makes up for a bad team. And that's why these guys don't mind playing with a bad team because there's so much they could do in L.A. There's so many bad chicks they could get in L.A. Uh, there's just so many things different in terms of lifestyle. And it's a lot about lifestyle, where you want to play. It's just a lot about where you are in the country and how you can be popping on Instagram and 
what parties you go, what clubs you go to, that's bigger than than winning sometimes for a lot of these players. They want a fun lifestyle over a championship. A lot of people don't realize that. They think every player in the league craves a title. Of course they do. But I think there's some players that would take a very bad season with the Lakers over saying going to the Cavs and maybe going to the final. I think there's players that would rather just be in L.A. and be in a big city. Guys won't admit that, but there's 100% the fact that guys love to play in those big cities versus a small town. That's just life. That's just life today. That's just how it is. It's not like the old days. It's not like an old man now. But it's really about where you are and the location. Especially for some of these guys who aren't married and have kids. They're bachelors out there. They're trying to find the baddest chicks in the game. And they're not going to find that in Cleveland. That's where you find the leftovers. This is the Jake Brown Show. Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, Frank Reich to the Colts. Good hire there. Coming from the Eagles. We're also trying to get uh, the former Eagles. Well, I guess he still is the Eagles quarterback coach. John Filipino who I was supposed to have on, I never did, and during training camp, and when you look at that, they end up winning a Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, he is actually um, the former QB coach, I should say, because he's now the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, the team that they beat. So a great hire there. So we might have him on at some point. The Lions obviously hire Matt Patricia. All the coaching vacancies are done. We know where everyone's going now. Everything is gravy. NBA All-Star Weekend in Los Angeles coming up. Three-point contest. Three-point contest, the slam dunk. Uh, this year in the slam dunk contest, we'll have Victor Oladipo, Larry Nance, Dennis, Larry Nance Jr., Dennis Smith Jr., and Donovan Mitchell. I think what Donovan Mitchell has done in the Jazz hot streak now is amazing. They're in the playoff race. They're in the playoffs, and... They were just recently nine games under 500, and now the Jazz are they're actually a game and a half out because the bottom of the West is pretty good this year, four games over. But the Clippers half out of the Jazz, winners of 10 straight. They're 10 straight wins, and now they're a game and a half out. Imagine how far back they were just 10 games ago when they were 19 and 28. So what they have done is remarkable, and then it's been the one-man show with Donovan Mitchell. So my prediction, I'm going to go Nats. I think Nats is just, he gets it from his papa. He's he's just going to have a really good, really good contest, and I think he's got the edge. But I think all four are pretty good dunkers. Oladipo will be interesting. Dennis Smith will be interesting, and Donovan Mitchell will be interesting. But I do think those guys are more ferocious, ferocious jammers, and I'm gonna predict Nance to win the three-point contest. Eric Gordon, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Kyle Lowry, Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, Tobias Harris. I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. I think Booker's had a really good season. He can shoot the lights out, and I think Devin Booker is gonna win that. And we'll see. Uh, I feel like the All-Star game, each year it starts to lose its luster a little more and more. Um, but we'll see. should be fun. It's a little break from the garbage Knicks that I watch, basically. It could be worse. You could watch the Nets. 
I think I, the Nets are more fun to watch. At um, least I don't know. I think yeah, the Knicks, last, are, Knicks last are tough night, to watch. There was no defense at all. Oh yeah. In that game but against the Clippers. I did watch some of the Nets come back against the uh, the uh, who did they play the other day? The um, the other day, uh, the Pelicans. They were down twenty six oh, yes, and they yes, came yes, back, sent it to overtime, overtime, and they just yeah. ran out of gas. Yeah. Last night there was no. I mean, the, they were down by a lot, but the Clippers. It was just. Schoolyard basketball. Clippers, some, the Clippers so shoot fast. the lights out. Like they're, yeah, they're trying to like rebuild a little bit. They kept DeAndre Jordan, but they're right in the playoff race, and they're better than people think. I mean, they're only a half game out right now. So, I mean, the Clippers All the way up. in the standings, they're trying. They're trying their best. You play to win the game. And they kept DeAndre Jordan, so you might think they are. Wasn't he the one that was – he actually wanted to leave? That was him, right, a couple of years ago? Yeah. It was him? Yep. And he got locked in the house yeah. and all that. Um, this is the Jake Brown Show. Uh, we talked about the All-Star game. We talked about All-Star Week, and we talked about the new-look Cavs, who I think have now a stranglehold on winning the Eastern Conference thanks to those moves. But should be a good Eastern Conference Finals in the West will be great with the Rockets and the Warriors because the Rockets are just as good and they're adding Joe Johnson, a veteran piece who knows how to make big shots in the playoffs. Would not be surprised if Joe Johnson came there to Houston and made a big-time shot in the playoffs when they needed it. Uh, he could play a piece on that squad. Uh, but I have to tell a story from my Uber ride because it was absurd. Really uh, it's not the craziest story, but it's a Just decent story. Just to clarify, yeah. are you driving or are you no, a passenger? No, no, no. I'm in an Uber ride. I'm not an Uber driver. I just want to make sure because you said there were car, girls, no. so I didn't know were the girls with you. Or Yes, they were. Okay, that yeah. was it. Just want yeah. a clarification. Um, <laughs> okay, so I went to a friend's birthday party in the city. It's like a birthday pregame at her house. A lot, a lot of estrogen in the room. Not much testosterone. I'll say that it was, it was like me and my friend, and then maybe one or two other guys, and they have been, may have been with someone. So it was a bunch of single girls. So we, the the, the odds were great. Um. So we're talking friendly, blah blah. We go to the bar. Everyone goes to the bar. The like this bar downtown, and this place was just mobbed. Just like it's not it, like I was. It's a college scene, kind of, which I don't mind. But I like to move a little and boogie. First off, hate any place that makes you take your hat off. Literally the worst. Do they understand, especially if you're a bald guy who did not shave or get a haircut recently, and your hair is just like at an awkward stage where you look like an old man. It's not shiny and nice and shaped up beard and everything. It just looks like a bum. So add that to the fact they made me take off my hat. And I'm telling the guy, I'm like, bro. It's the taco hat. You can't make me take off the taco hat. It's a legendary hat. And so the guy, so I kept putting it back on. And they kept making me take it off when they're walking around the bar. Barely walk around. It was mobbed. You, like you had, it was bumper car USA. Just a terrible scene. So I'm talking with a couple of my friends. My friend and my guy friend ended up leaving. So it was me, me against the world, me against the girls. So it was just me and flock of women. And, uh, so there's these so there's a bunch of girls. There's three of them that I was talking to. We were dancing a little bit. It was just so packed that I ended up leaving. I'm outside. They ended up coming out. 
And I said, they wanted to go to this pizza place, Joe's Pizza. Well, I don't think it was like 14 blocks away. So we were Ubering. I said, I'll get the Uber. They were going to get a taxi or something. I said, I'll get the Uber. I'll pay for it, whatever. And we're waiting for the Uber. It was taking forever. It might have been a Lyft, and that's probably maybe why. But I, I, I forgot if I did Lyft or Uber. It doesn't matter. It was Uber because, yes, it was definitely Uber. So I did the Uber. They're complaining the whole way, like, wait just waiting for the uber complaining oh my god where is it should we order another one how far is it it was taking longer than usual and i was already like oh my god these girls a couple two two of the three were pretty cute like i probably would have got try to get a number of of uh one of them maybe but my goodness so that that already was giving me a headache i so finally it shows up and it was drizzling, barely raining, and they were complaining. So we get in the Uber. Three of them in their back. We're going to Joe's. We finally get to Joe's, and they're already talking about, oh, I can't wait to be a bad, blah, 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 blah. And we get to Joe's. We wait. We're in the Uber. We, we look outside. It's raining, and they see a line outside, maybe like four people outside. So I'm like, do you guys, like, want to go to a different place? They were like, they couldn't decide. They're still thinking. So they're still in the Uber. Meanwhile, the Uber driver is like waiting because he's trying to pick up more passengers, whatever. So I'm like, all right, there's a, it says there's a Prince Street pizza if you want to go there, like 0.6 miles away. So I just put it in, and I told the guy, all right, take us to Prince Street pizza. Meanwhile, they're still talking in the back like, oh, do we want to go there? And then when they see where it's going or whatever, it's like 10 minutes away. It wasn't even far. Like they were treating like it was an hour ride. They're like, oh, my God. It's in the opposite direction of where we have to go. We live on East 23rd Street, and we're going to downtown of Prince Street. The whole other way. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to pull the non-existent hair out of my mother effing head right now. So... We're going to Prince Street Pizza. There's a little traffic. It was like maybe a mile away, but I guess a mile in the city's a little longer. Maybe it took us 10 minutes to get to Prince Street Pizza from Joe's Pizza. The whole ride, the whole 10-minute ride felt like an hour. I'm like, you guys got to be kidding me. We're so close. Like, I was literally saying to them, like, you guys are – I'm going to pull my non-existent hair. If I, I, Here's what I said to them. I said, if I had hair right now, I'd be pulling it out. You're lucky I don't. So we get to Prince Street Pizza finally after they're complaining about, oh, I can't wait to go home. Meanwhile, this is the basification of America, these girls. Absolute basic bitch USA. And they're talking about Barry's boot camp. Like, oh, Barry's got to beat me up. Like, I'm going to Barry's. Barry's, if you don't know, is this, like, gym program or, like, boot camp. You know, like, the girls take classes and stuff. It's one of those things that, like, I know from, like, girls Snapchat. They'll be like, oh, Barry's. These girls are like, oh, Barry's. And I'm just, I'm predicting, they're like, you, they're like, you know us so well. I'm like, oh, yeah. I could re- smell basic from a mile away. But we finally get to Prince Street Pizza. There's maybe, meanwhile, it wasn't pouring. It was like drizzling. We get to Prince Street Pizza. There's maybe like, there's a line inside of maybe three, maybe four people outside. And again, they can't make up their minds. Oh, there's a line. Like, I kind of just want to go home. Meanwhile, remember, I paid for the ride from the bar to Joe's and Joe's to Prince Street Pizza. So my Uber is still in. I'm like, all right, well, if you guys want to stay, like, I'm still going to go here. I'll wait in line. I'm going to get the pizza. So they're not really answering. They're still deciding, like, oh, what do we do? They, I guess they felt bad. They didn't want to, like, 
because I pay. They don't want, but then they're like, uh, oh, but we don't really want to go. We'd rather go close to us. Not a long line. And they end up staying in the car. And I'm like, I didn't even get the numbers. Right. At that point, I didn't care because I was like, oh, my God. I'm so annoyed right now by how annoying they are. They stay in the car. I didn't even get like a formal goodbye or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm going. Like, good meeting you guys. And then I walk to the pizza place. They end up going like, whatever, 23rd, 33rd, wherever the hell it was. Already annoyed. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to enjoy my pizza. It ended up charging me, I think, because it stayed. He just changed it. And it was still on mine. They didn't do it on their own. I'm not positive, but I think it charged me again from the pizza place to wherever they lived. So I paid from the bar to Joe's, Joe's to Prince Street Pizza, and then Prince Street Pizza to their apartment in a ride that I wasn't even in. And at that point, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you have to be kidding me. They could not get out and wait in a five-minute line to get pizza. Ended up being not a long way. And the pizza ended up being great. And a bunch of celebrities go there. They had pictures on the wall signed with guys who were all there. Like T.I. was there. And they had a bunch of, like, big names who have come there. And these girls didn't experience it. But instead, my Uber gets charged three times for essentially one, two, three rides. And that was that. But it was just one of those one of those situations where you're like, all right, yeah, you're you got the numbers are working in your favor, everything looks good, and these might be the most annoying chicks ever. And they didn't get the pizza. Who knows where they ended up getting it? I enjoyed my pizza and I enjoyed spending extra fucking hundred dollars on Uber rides. Just absurd. Not as good as a sweatpants story at all, but I just had to I had to let that out. Because I, I was just so frustrated that I, I'm pretty sure I double check. I think I paid for the ride from there to to their apartments. And why can't they just get out and wait for five minutes? Like worst case, you get a little wet. Who cares? Are you going to give the driver a bad rating? Because he should have closed out and said, OK, girls, where are you going? I don't think he realized who he, he was realize. under. Oh. You know, some of these guys, they're clueless. Yeah. But I'll have to double check. But I th- it looked like I got charged for that ride that I was not in. So I got to check, but if I did, which I think I did, it's just it added to just a night that was going well, was steady, and then just that ride just started. It went from here, the ride to Joe's here, Joe's to Prince Street Pizza here, and then boom, down the drain. I don't remember their names. I'll not, I might, who knows if I'll ever see them again. Jake Brown Show, radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify. How long has this show been going on? An hour? How long are we going? Yeah, you did about an hour. You did about 25. An hour? That long? It's after three. We've been talking yeah. everything. Jeez, from from uh, bald heads to sweatpants to Uber rides. And uh, what else? Did we miss anything? We t- what else is going on in the world? Uh, spring training? Spring training. Pitchers and catchers underway. Like Mickey Callaway. Like, I'm not going into the season with the expectation that the Mets will do much. But something tells me that me not having expectations now means that they'll be good. And I, I think he's going to be good. I've, I've, I've seen and on Twitter and heard that he's helping the mechanics of guys like a Steven Matz. And I think that's something that Terry Collins and these past managers couldn't do. This is a pitching coach that's smart, who's young, who can instill some life into this team and franchise. And we know what the X factor is for the Mets. These pitchers staying healthy. None of them have been able to in their careers. Can they stay healthy and put it all together? 
because all of them are capable of winning at least 15 games if healthy. Matt's, I think, is. Harvey is and basically has done it. Syndergaard is. DeGrom is. So, What do you think of the lineup, though? And Wheeler, I think, is capable, but I, I'm more of a fan of Wheeler in the bullpen. If they could find a way to get Lance Lynn or Cobb and start them and have Wheeler be a dominant like eighth-inning guy, I would do it. I don't think they're going to. Wheeler's going to start, but I would consider that down the stretch, especially you know how these guys get hurt and it's a long season. I would consider spreading them out. Well, they have the two closers, right? But so I, I don't think is going to be the everyday closer. I think they're going to mix and match. And Callaway said, like, it depends who's going to come up. And I think that's the perfect mindset. I don't think Familia has earned a spot to still be the closer. He has struggled mightily at times, and he, he chokes in big games, especially versus the Nationals. He's terrible. Closing against the division rival that just got Matt Reynolds away from the Mets for cash considerations. And you know Matt Reynolds is going to have some big hits against the Mets this year because that's just how it goes. But I, I think the Mets will rely a lot on those arms staying healthy. I think they have had an okay offseason. It hasn't been great. They're trying a lot of lightning in a bottle. They're hoping Adrian Gonzalez can be his old self. Dom Smith has lost a lot of weight. You hope he competes and plays some. Frazier, I think, is a is a very good signing for that price and his defense and his leadership ability. They're going to have no speed. Their speed is going to be terrible. There's rumors that they might trade, try and trade Cabrera to the Yankees. I don't think that's going to happen. But remember, two guys still available that the Mets should think about. If there's still some money left, which who knows if there is, if they're not going to sign a starter, which they should because you need starting pitching depth, and I know they have Lugo and Gazelman, but we saw how many injuries they suffered last year, this team. Two signings. Jonathan Lucroy is still a free agent. I've preached that over and over. They need a catcher. And think about Just think about it. Brandon Phillips. Still a free agent. Who I don't think is going to cost a lot because he's a veteran. He might cost five or six million. But man, the Mets, if they somehow pulled off, they're not going to do it, but I'm going to dream and just say if they sign Luke Roy and Phillips and they try and maybe trade Cabrera, and you have Luke Roy, Gonzalez, Phillips, Rosario, and Frazier. And then when Conforto comes back, Cespedes, Conforto, Bruce. Then I'm excited. But that's saying a lot. I mean, a lot needs to happen. If they get one of the two, I'm also a little more hyped up because I think their 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 lineup is just missing a bat with Conforto especially out, and who knows if he'll be back in May like they think they will. He might not be back to the All-Star break with how the Mets usually work. That was a gruesome injury, yeah. So I think there's still some more to do, and I'm not gonna, uh, I'm going to expect a 500 team this year. But I could see it going either way. Like, if they end up winning 95 games, it wouldn't stun me. It would also show me and show a lot of us right that Terry Collins was a bad manager and that Mickey Cowley's good. Because if they have 95 wins or 90 wins, it's because of tremendous managing. Because this team on paper is probably not a playoff team, but with a good manager, it could be. If Terry Collins was managing this team, it would be a 75-win team. You can shake they're, your head all you want, but stats are stats. He made the playoffs it, once in his career, once. And that team went to the World Series. In his entire and career. It's, and it's, that was the only team. Right, right, Every other team, year was under 500. How are you going to defend yeah. that? How are you going to defend a guy who could not coach any team except one year 
a team that was good enough to get there. It wasn't even on him. It was great pitching, a trade for Cespedes, and everything clicked. If Mickey Calloway, if the Mets win this year, you put a lot of weight on the job Mickey Calloway's done. It's so early to say. Who knows? But a lot will ride on this man. A lot will ride on him as manager and how he manages this bullpen, how he manages the closing situation, how he will manage the starting rotation, this lineup, the Gonzalez-Smith. He has a lot of things to work on. Who's going to lead off? At this point, you assume Rosario, but they just don't have a true leadoff hitter with Conforto not in there. Even with Conforto in there, he's not a leadoff hitter. I consider Conforto a three-hitter, not a leadoff hitter. So a lot will ride on Mickey Cowway in his first season as a manager. I like him. I like what we see. But let's see the games, and let's see what he's got. I'm itching for baseball now. Now that I'm working in it, I'm itching for it. I want baseball back, especially that the Knicks are in tank mode now. The Knicks have officially entered tank mode. We've recorded that show before the trades happen. Like the Moutier trade, still think he has a lot of room to grow. I think a good change of scenery for him. Hate the Hernan Gomez trade. You can't trade him a million and a half a year through 2020. A cheap backup center who made an all-rookie team. How you trade him is mind-boggling. So I, I do think they struck pretty well on one of the two trades. And I think Moody A for four million next year, excuse me, could be good. And him, Burke, and Nilakina could be interesting. But I do think that that Hernan Gomez trade was a disgrace. So I did not like that one. So the Knicks have entered full rebuild. Porzingis tears his ACL. He's out till February next year. Next season's gonna be a lost season as well, and it's gonna be a lot of head scratcher. This season they might not win another game this season. How they've looked recently. I mean, it is ugly. But you're watching for the youth and seeing what you got. Next week on the show, we should have Vernon Wells. We should have Scott Pollard. Hopefully Todd Pratt. Uh, a slow week this week. I don't know why. It was just difficult to work out times with people. Uh, maybe we'll have a late a Thursday interview. Who knows? Um, but we had Mraz. That's all we need. The, the dictator of Chubbo Nation. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> this, this show is just, it needs to end with, I need to get a haircut. I need to show my apartment. I'm on the apartment hunt. And you just can't move to a place with cats. I just can't live in a place with cats. Can't do it. Can't play with them. Can't coach with them. Can't do it. Gotta get a, gotta get a dog. Yeah, well, the place I looked at in Jersey City last night had a dog. Nice place. Pretty cheap. Uh, two roommates. So we'll see about that one. Look, a couple in a story later. Uh, on a movie note, I saw the 1519 to Paris. Is it 1517 or 1519? 1517 to Paris? 1517. Um, not good. They had the original guys be in it, but they're not actors. So the acting was horrible. I don't think you needed to have the original guys. I think it's a cool story, and it's cool what they did, but the movie and the acting was bad, and the reviews were bad. And the train scene that they showed in the preview was like five minutes. Like, it was so short that it got you so excited in the trailer, and that was like hardly any of the movie. Very disappointing. Black Panther coming out. Definitely going to see that. I want to see Peter Rabbit. Talking what? Rabbit is always funny. Being you brought that up. These people, people got to calm down. I mean, about what? That, the outrage now. 
About what? But the allergy, because Peter Rabbit was throwing blueberries at the guy, and then he had to like use an EpiPen because he was allergic to blueberries. So now these parents are calling for boycotting Peter Rabbit because they're making light of food allergies. What? Yeah, you didn't hear that? This is a thing? Yes. I don't yeah, watch yeah. the news, really, so <laughs> I don't know. This is a thing now. I, I gotta look. It's a movie. Up. Well, I know the movie. No, but, but what I'm saying is, it's a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the ra- yeah, yeah. It's a rap. It's a cartoon rabbit. Allergy bullying. Yeah. History of unusual movie. That's right. They called him a bully. It's a cartoon rabbit. Sony apologized for weaponizing a food allergy. Yes. Peter Rabbit. Wait. So <laughs> now I really want to see. It. <laughs> so they throw a blueberry at him, and he had to take out an epi pen. Yes. For what? I guess the character is allergic to blueberries, or. And so people are mad, and parents pe- are mad because right, because it comes across, I guess, that the rabbit, the cartoon rabbit, is we live in a generation of such pussies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, Da not wearing sweatpants, bougie as hell. People worried about food allergies in a freaking movie with a talking rabbit. <laughs> like, it's not even a human; it's a rabbit. Like, if a human was doing it, it's still ridiculous, but okay. But it's a rabbit. Well, I didn't hear. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I well, heard I'm, it this morning. I'm gonna read be, more on that, yeah. but I'm gonna see Peter Rabbit now for real, <laughs> and see that food allergy be made fun of. All right, this is the Jake Brown Show. We're out. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. We will see you later. Get out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.